Hey everybody, on today's episode of the Faster Fitness Show, we're gonna give you 10 ways to make fitness and nutrition sustainable. Stay tuned. Welcome back everybody to another episode of the Faster Fitness Show. I am Frankie, this is Ivan. Uh, today we're gonna give you 10 ways to make fitness and nutrition sustainable. I think our approach um, for the last couple of years is how do we make this sustainable for you? How do we make it into a lifestyle um, with so much information about dieting and you know high intensity this and that? Uh, there's no wonder why people can't stick to anything because nothing is sustainable. So we hope to give you 10 ways um, to make this all sustainable for you. So I'll start it off with saying you need to find a gym that offers what you want. Right. 100%. Um, do you, you know, do you want to learn how to lift weights? Do you um, maybe you want to get better at running? Maybe you want to do an obstacle course race? You know, like what is it that you want? And I think Ivan always loves that. What's your goal? Like, what do you want to accomplish? Because just knowing that, besides just I want to be healthier, being healthier isn't going to help you find the gym that works for you. Because I think if you can narrow down what you want, uh, it's easier to look for and ask the right questions at these gyms to um, you know direct you and where you want to go to so yeah. that's on, my first one on top of our knowing what your goal is which is something I absolutely love like on top of that I really stand by people being very happy with their decision when it comes to fitness right so I'm a huge advocate for telling people Hey, like right here in this gym at Faster Fitness, we focus on strength and conditioning. Like that's our style. But for some people who maybe it's just not a good fit, I will let them know. Like, hey, what are some things that you like? Do you like cycling? Do you like yoga? Whatever. And then we'll point them in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to mm -hmm. tell you here, what are these like top three things that you enjoy doing? Maybe you took a class that was Zumba, right? Like if you like Zumba, then you should probably go do Zumba, right? Whatever the case is. But you gotta narrow your focus, narrow what is it that you like, and go to a gym that actually provides you with that yeah. service because guarantee that if you go somewhere where you feel like you're in a like-minded community, and you know we're gonna emphasize the word community because all these places at some extent have a uh, community involved, which is what actually gets you to that goal, right? Obviously mm -hmm. there's work involved, but you need to go to a gym that offers what you like and that's gonna make you happy in the long term. So that's definitely number one uh, when it comes to your health and your fitness. I think too with adding on that is going and trying a place out. Just yeah. try it out for a week, two weeks. See, most people, we, I mean, we have trial offers. Every gym should have some type of trial offer. Go in there and test it. It's almost like a test drive with the car. You know, you're not gonna buy a car unless you've drove it around, been on the inside, kind of felt it out, see if it feels right. You know, do that. We understand even here that we're probably not the best fit for everybody. That's why we have trial offers, so you're not signing up for something crazy uh, without knowing that you actually like it and enjoy it. So I would highly, highly recommend taking, you know, six, eight weeks and be upfront with the people yeah. at the gym. Because mm -hmm. if you came in here and told us, you know, I want to try it out for two weeks, I'm kind of trying, I want to try out a couple other gyms after this, 
you know, because I know sometimes people can bombard you. They'll call you every day. Have you thought about a membership? We don't like to do that at no. all. Um, we'll definitely check back in with you to see if there's anything we can do to help you uh, move forward too. So just be upfront and honest, like, hey, I want to come do your whatever trial. Um, I'm trying to figure out a gym or what works best for me right now too. So that's the best approach, I think, for number one, which is find a gym that offers what you want. Uh, moving on to number two, uh, stop always dieting, mm -hmm. right? If your whole emphasis around fitness and nutrition always revolves just around weight loss and dieting and crash dieting and doing the next challenge or things like that, you are never, ever, 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 ever going to make this sustainable because all you're ever gonna do is be committed for four weeks, for six weeks, for eight weeks, for 12 weeks. When that ends, your motivation is gonna go down yep. the drain and you're just gonna stop doing it and then a couple months gonna go by, someone's gonna offer you another 12 week program, you're gonna do that again and then constantly all you're ever trying to do is lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, lose weight, which means dieting and dieting and dieting and dieting. I've never ever met somebody in here, a client, you know, we're coming over eight years where all they ever, they've been with us for that long or they've been super consistent and all they ever are doing is dieting and trying to lose weight, yeah. right? So I mean, you gotta understand that obviously the appeal there is great, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, 12 days, 30, whatever the case may be, it's appealing and it's like a kickstart but I think we hold too much weight to those things, meaning that we think this is gonna solve our problems. Mm, we think that yeah. this is gonna get us over this hump that we're experiencing right now. And that is the wrong approach. And the reason why is because, hey, you have a lot of life left in you. And if you're gonna be doing four weeks at a time, eight weeks at a time, stopping, doing it again, stopping, doing it again, this is gonna, and you wanna continue to be healthy forever, this is gonna be a very long road for you. I'm, I'm gonna be really honest with you. It's gonna be a long road. So again, a lot of this comes down to mindset, even when we talk about the nutrition aspect of things. Mm -hmm. Your mindset has to revolve around a lifelong of good habits, a lifelong mm -hmm. of doing the approach again that makes you happy, nutrition, mm -hmm. happiness. I think those two things should tie in very well together. Um, and if you're just doing diet after diet after diet, most likely you're gonna see no results because Frankie can tell you, you start adapting to certain types of uh, diets, you start adapting to certain protocols that might not work for you. So it's just time to find a long-term solution that you just stick to knowing that it's gonna be a roller coaster throughout the year. But that's why you, know, you just consistently do more good than you do bad. I think you should be all right. Yep. Yeah. It's a band-aid effect, right? Dieting constantly, you're just putting a band-aid over everything that you should be fixing in your life and your lifestyle and making this more sustainable. You don't always need to be, oh, I can't go out, I'm doing this 12-week challenge or whatever, and then go completely the opposite when it's done. Uh, you're always gonna gain your weight back, you're probably gonna gain more weight back, and you're just gonna constantly repeating it, and you're never going to make this sustainable for you. So that was number two, stop always dieting. What's number three, Evan? Number three when it comes to improving your health and fitness is hiring a coach. Just like anything else in your life, when you are wanting to improve something in your life, in your business, in your relationship, there's people who have some insight 
a little bit more than you do. They have a little bit more knowledge in that space because they're probably experts in that space. Why not seek out more information? Why not seek out their knowledge so it can improve your lifestyle? It can improve your fitness, like whatever the case may be. I'm a huge advocate for hiring help. I'm a huge advocate for just seeking more knowledge that's gonna improve different aspects of my life. So when we talk about fitness, mm. you know, if you've been maybe going to like the big box gyms forever, maybe you've been there for about 10 years, 15 years, and you do the same routine, you jump on the treadmill for about five, 10 minutes, and then you try to go to the weight room, and then you try to read how to do the different exercises. You maybe do a set, you maybe didn't like it, so you jump to the other machine, you do the same thing, you read how it's done, you do it again, and then think to yourself, hey, that was a good workout, it's time to go home. And then you go eat a burger. You know, like that's not the correct approach. So when it comes to a coach, like they're gonna have some expertise behind them where like they're a good coach, I think. A good coach is somebody who's going to digest what your current lifestyle is like right now. They're going to digest what are your goals. They're gonna want to know your non-negotiables. I'm very big on that. What are your non-negotiables? And then we work around that. And then we set up goals. We do check-ins every 30 days. And there's so much to it. But the thing is, I think the number one thing there when it comes to hiring a coach is the accountability piece. Uh, say some more about the accountability and why that's important. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, anybody, we all wanna be held accountable at your job. You have certain things you need to do and you have deadlines you need to get done. That's accountability. Uh, if you have kids, you're a parent, you need to make sure that they have things done at a certain time that they're doing things. That's accountability, right? That's what a coach is. Like, you know, you miss a week, we're calling you like, hey, where you been? Just checking in, see where you're at. Where if you, when you don't have that, you don't show up to a 24 hour fitness, they don't really care. No. They're not gonna call and check because you haven't been there in a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, right? Um, so I think just like hiring a coach is, you know, you're, you're hiring them because they've been through the process that you're looking to go through or they failed enough times where they've learned yeah. how to help you streamline that process. Every fitness coach, every nutrition coach, we didn't just start out, you know, being fit and learning how to eat all this. It was a process. It, typically, most of the times fitness, like people in the fitness industry, it's an ego thing, right? We are, um, it's an ego thing that started with them where they wanted to look better, they wanted to be the strongest, or some, self, or some insecurities that got them into this. And you know, it was years of doing, you know, of learning and doing these things to get to where they are. Um, you know, and then now that's why, you know, we're in a place where we can coach you through things mm -hmm. that we've done wrong and um, how you shouldn't do that, or you know, how to streamline this process to make it sustainable too. So, hiring a coach was number three of how to make this sustainable. Number four is on the nutrition side, try new, try healthy recipes. Right, um, you know, I posted on Facebook the other day. What's the worst diet advice you ever got from somebody or a coach? And one of them was like, "Just eat chicken and broccoli." <laughs> um, I don't know why that's people's go-to meal when they're eating quote-unquote healthy, but that's not sustainable. Yeah, majority of your meals should be pretty simple and basic, and um, not to have too many crazy ingredients in it because it means it's less calories. Less calories helps you with achieving your goal. But you should try out healthy recipes to help you stay on track, to stay motivated. Um, you know, I know when I'm getting bored with my food, I love to try a new recipe. It gets me excited. I look forward to eating that meal and I look forward to sharing it. I just had a client 
uh, her first nutrition consultation. And literally out of everything that she said to me, the only two things I'm having her do was we're incorporating a protein shake and her, she's trying out one recipe per week with her family for the next month. And that's yeah. literally it. Um, I think just trying new recipes helps you stay motivated and focused. So that way you're not eating the same boring things. Sometimes it can get boring and I understand that. It's part of the game. But so that you don't go way off to the other side of going to get fast food and things, I think just once a week, whether it's on a Wednesday, Thursday, towards mid to the end of the week, add a new recipe into it. Um, that way you start building up recipes of, I really like this one, I didn't like this one. And then all of a sudden, you know, you look down a year later and you have all these, you know, recipes in your repertoire of essentially like of, I, these are some of my go-to meals now mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Um, anything to add on to that? I mean, for me, my routine is a little bit different since a lot of you may know that I don't cook very well <laughs> and I don't look at recipe books and I don't look at any of these things. But <laughs> what I do is I have a, <laughs> I have a uh, meal prep service oh, that I absolutely God. like. AP Meal Prep, they service all of Orange Shout County out. in LA. Shout out there. Uh, they have an extensive menu with tons of recipes that I don't have to think about. So if I'm not on, in the mood for having chicken and broccoli, I'm having different chicken dish, different dishes of chicken, different dishes of turkey, uh, fish, steak, whatever the case may be, whatever I'm craving. That's what I do on a weekly basis. I don't get bored with my food. Um, my palate's very basic when it comes to food, so I don't really have like a ton of emotions when it comes to what I'm eating. So don't really care there. But if I am craving something different, you know, my case is a little bit different than Frankie's. And I, I agree that you should try different things. And for my routine, uh, the meal prep has an extensive menu, so I definitely do choose around that. So it works. It works. Him, it works know, for me. Maybe uh, JP will sponsor our podcast. I'm just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. All right, perfect. <laughs> Moving on to the fifth thing. Okay, so the fifth thing is uh, signing up for a race. So we are big advocates for events and training for different events throughout the year because it spices up the whole routine. It spices up what you do on a day to day, especially in here. You know, we focus a lot on strength and conditioning, but uh, all, all of that stuff is great, but there's always, the good thing is to look forward to something. I think that, you know, when you know the race is 12 weeks out or mm -hmm. six weeks out, whatever, you tend to work a little bit, you know, more a little bit more consistent mm -hmm. you work a little bit harder and then when the day comes it's very exciting it's game day you know it's race day and i think that's something that a lot of our members like here especially when we get big groups to go to spartan you know that one year we did it we had about 50 60 people go to temecula that was amazing like it was just a phenomenal time you know thoughts about yeah that? i think with um, a race with fitness with especially with like strength and conditioning it can get repetitive you know as much as we try to like fluff up your routine every once in a while. Um, it's There's just a foundation of things that we need to do on a daily and consistent basis, like squatting and deadlifting and bench pressing and overhead pressing, because we're trying to get you to perfect those movements and get better and stronger at them. And it can get boring, it can get repetitive. You know, I'm definitely, I fall into that category sometimes where, you know, you don't always wanna go to the gym. You know you need to go to the gym, so you go, but signing up for a race kind of put some juice back into you, you yeah. know? And um, I know next year I'm gonna do something crazy that I said I would do like four years ago and that's like doing an Ironman. And I think, um, you know, April 2021, I'm putting it out in the universe. That's when I'm doing it at 31, cause 31 is my favorite number. But, you know, 
right now I'm in a point where I'm really into just getting stronger and strength and conditioning. But I know come September, that's when I need to start training for it. My training's gonna com com completely change. Um, my routine's gonna change. It's kind of exciting to think about it, um, switching it up and you know, it helps me stay motivated that I know like a date of this is when I'm racing this is what my training should be leading up to yeah. it too. So I think just having a race um, two, three times a year is exciting to just kind of keep you motivated and keep you going. And that's what keeps you, that's what keeps it sustainable, right? I don't think I've ever in the almost coming up to 20 years of lifting and things, it's never just been the same thing every single year in the sense of I'm always doing just getting stronger, bodybuilding, things like that. There's times when I was really big in the obstacle course racing and then there's times when I wasn't and you know, trying different things like that too. So that was number five, sign up for a race. Number six is to Ivan, <laughs> take a cooking class. Um, so Ivan should definitely take a cooking class now. That, I'm that open he, to it. Now 100%. that he's a homeowner, he said that when he bought a home, he learned how to barbecue and he learned how to cook. So uh, I'm calling him out on the podcast. But taking a cooking class, go on Groupon right now. They have a ton of them. Um, so that's more on the nutrition side to learn, again, with the recipe and trying healthy recipes at home. But I think sometimes learning and taking a cooking class, um, you know, I've done one in my lifetime. It was a lot of fun. Um, and it's just something unique and new. Again, it's little things to help keep you motivated through the year too. So when are you taking your cooking class, Ivan? I mean, whenever I get my grill, which will be a while from now. Taylor, but, Taylor sign him up for one. <laughs> but here's the thing. I mean, I'm the, the thing about fitness, the thing about life is being open to new things and being open to new experiences. I'm all about experiences. And, you know, I want to get better at my craft, at which is not no craft right now <laughs> when it comes to nutrition. And avocado like cooking. toast. He makes avocado, good avocado yeah. toast, he says. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, here's the thing. If when it comes to improving my nutrition, yes, I have to get better at that if I want to be more consistent and if I want to just improve that aspect of my entire nutrition and fitness, I have to get better at that. So I'm willing to do it. You know, under the right circumstances, which was buying my house and having the yard and having a grill. <laughs> and all, so now it's all coming together. Yeah. Hey, so the, now I got to take action on it. So uh, so that's number six as far as improving your health and your fitness. Uh, number seven is getting outside and training, getting some sunlight. Okay, I'm mainly speaking to Southern Californians. <laughs> okay, as if you live if you live somewhere uh, back east, it's you know cold, and yeah, I feel and bad. You probably should stay inside. You probably should stay in in the gym. So anyway, uh, training outside. Yeah. Um, so I think training outside. Obviously, you get the vitamin D. Uh, if there's something called grounding, if you've never heard of grounding, it's just being in touch with nature. Um, the best way to describe grounding for most people, if you've ever been to the beach all day, um, you know, you go from like 10 in the morning to like four or five, and then after you're completely wiped out um, and you sleep like a baby, and that's just because your body is soaked in all like the vitamins and minerals from the sand and the water and the sun. Um, so training outside, doing some like trail runs or the stairs or just going outside and doing something, there's just something about it that like makes you feel good. Um, and so, Adding, you know, especially once it becomes summertime here, I try to add at least one day a week of something where I'm getting outside, getting some sun, because I know it just feel you just feel better doing it too. So that's kind of more of it. Again, these 
10 things are how to make your fitness journey sustainable. So they're little things you can plug in. Essentially, it's like motivation. Motivation is short term, you know, it's like drinking caffeine. You need to constantly be doing things. Um, same thing like getting outside. It's just a little thing to help you make this more sustainable. So that was number seven. Number eight, stop doing it alone, right? If you're, again, going back to the big box gym thing, if you're just going to the gym, getting on the elliptical, running 45 minutes, sitting in the sauna and calling it a day and wondering why you're not getting results, um, well, it's obviously you need to change your routine, but sometimes just doing this journey alone is very daunting and it's very, um, it doesn't feel as satisfying sometimes, especially when you're in the gutter and there's always the ebbs and flows through this journey where you're just feeling real good and then sometimes you're not. And that's why going back to the hiring a coach also helps with this and then having some accountability, being a part of a community like ours, having a spouse. Um, I always think that too is when a husband and wife are doing it together, um, there's no stopping them, right? Because they have that teamwork and that unity and they're doing it together and not alone too, so. Yeah, I mean, my thing with that too is we're not kind of downing anybody who does it on their own because it can 100% be done with a good routine. It's very being, hard to do. It's very difficult to do rather than when you go through these ebbs and flows, obviously it's inevitable things will happen in life, but we have people come, come in here and work out even when things aren't going so well in life or whatever the case may be. But when you're around people who just high five you for whatever reason and you get about 10, 20, 30 of those in a single session, that's gonna make you feel pretty damn good after, you know, after an hour of just, you know, where you thought you were having a bad day and then you come in, first of all, you get your workout in. Again, no one ever feels bad after a workout. So you got that endorphin rush, you got the, the community aspect of that, that touch, that human touch that is very much needed in the world, you know, as far as just sharing love, even when you don't know a person like that. We get that here every single day, which is a reason I think him and I are so grateful to be in an environment like this. And I really do think that having a community behind you makes you that much more successful and it makes this process a lot more sustainable, 100%. So mm -hmm. uh, that's number eight, guys. So we move on to number nine, our final two. Okay, number nine is taking recovery days. We've talked a lot about this in previous podcasts. We talked about how less is more. Uh, you just have to go about it the correct way. So I'm gonna send it over to Frankie because he loves his recovery days. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, less is more, we talk about that, but more is more too. So especially if you're somebody that is grinding real hard right now in the gym, you're super consistent right now, you're hitting your five, six days a week, you know, um, but then eventually you're gonna hit a point where your body's gonna talk back to you and say, hey, slow down. And in the sense of your joints, right? Like right now, I'm, I've been experiencing a little bit of tendonitis in my elbows. That's my body telling me to slow down a little bit, right? So I always tell people, slow down right now so that you're not out for six, eight weeks, right? You take, instead of going six days that week, maybe you just go four days, taking those two extra days off, right? So it's like, um, you know, helps you recover more so that you can get back into being consistent again, right? Mm -hmm. So just taking recovery days is more for the fact of you people that are pushing it, especially if you do the high intensity type of yeah. uh, exercise modalities. If you're at Orange Theory, if you're at F45, you're doing CrossFit, things like that. Man, that stuff is a lot on your body day in and day out. And if you're somebody that's a grinder and a hustler in the sense of you're super consistent with doing that stuff, you will run into a wall eventually 
you're, if you don't do it, if you don't take recovery days, your body will take it from you in the sense of injuries and things like that too. So to make this whole thing, again, more the whole goal is to make fitness and nutrition sustainable. Take recovery days, listen to your body. Um, and last but not least, moving on to number 10, how to make fitness and nutrition sustainable. You need to smile more, be happy. Be happy more, smile. You know, I always say smile because it adds to your face value, right? Um, I, somebody, if you ever smile at somebody and they don't smile back, man, that person is at a very low, 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 low. Because not there's not a lot of times when you smile at people, um, I mean, and they don't smile back. Typically, you smile at someone, they smile back at you. You wave hi to someone, they wave back to you, right? Um, Somebody could be having a terrible day. They walk through those front doors. We smile, say their name, give them a hug. Completely, that could have just changed their whole day right there too, right? So sometimes you need to, and when it comes to fitness and nutrition, sometimes you just need to smile more, appreciate how far you've come, where you're at, and where you're going to. And sometimes it's literally just smiling and patting yourself on the back. So. Yeah, 100%. I mean, this is something so simple, but yet so powerful. You know, and it's funny that this is number 10 on this podcast because... Uh, I was literally sitting having breakfast the other day and it was right by Starbucks so a lot of heavy traffic there and I, I just if you're like me you probably like to people watch as much as I do right and my thing is I saw someone waiting for a friend and then that friend finally showed up and the big smile it seemed like they haven't seen each other in a very long time and that big smile and that like interchange of just giving each other a hug and smiling at each other it's so beautiful it's it's awesome it's really really cool you know and I think that when you throw that out there to your loved ones and even random people, like you're just spreading a lot more light and joy. And you know that I'm a huge advocate for happiness. You, whether if you don't feel it, especially if you, the days you don't feel it is when the days you should be doing it the most. Yep. So 100% keep smiling, keep being happy. And you know, these were the 10 things to do in order to improve your health and your fitness and make it sustainable for a lifelong healthy journey. So thank you for joining us on this podcast today. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next time.